We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hello lovers, welcome to Unveiled. I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And we're here to spill the tea on the big wide world of weddings. Get ready for love stories, epic fails, and enough gossip to make your grandma blush. Whether you're planning or just here for the laughs, this is Unveiled. 90% love, 10% chaos, and 100% good vibes. Let's dive in. Hello. Hello, Eddie. How are we? Good. How are you? Good. Another episode. Yeah, we went to our first sort of micro wedding as guests this week, didn't we? Yeah, it was really good. It was one of my best friends. We actually are going to get, sorry, gonna, we're going to get Em on because her and Matt threw this gorgeous little 30-person wedding this week over at Patonga at the boathouse, or it was not at the boathouse, but it was sort of next door to. And it just, I think she'll be a really good sort of bride to chat to about how they navigated all of that. I just feel like there's lots of questions being asked in regards to these micro and elopement kind of structured wedding days at the moment. And I think she'll have a lot to, a lot to give. I thought we'd kick the episode off. We're actually going to talk about elopements today, but I thought we'd kick the episode off with a whole bunch of questions that we got from our listeners. So just I just sort of did a bit of a poll on the gram and just popped it out there if anyone had anything wedding related that they would like to ask. So let's fly through these. First one, is it weird to have uneven groomsmen and bridesmaids? One, two, three, no. no. <laughs> yeah. and, and why is that, Luce? Um. The, it I just mean, makes zero difference, yeah, does it? it just, it's honestly, yeah, don't does not stress make a about. I think the first thing people kind of go to think about is your photos. It's not going to make a difference with photos, honestly. Like a lot of photographers tend to, well, I know I do, I mix up bridal parties. I kind of prefer those photos where it's a bit mixed up and you're more of a group rather than yeah. boys on one side, girls on the other. And then when you're standing up at the at the front at the at the aisle, it honestly people aren't going. Oh, there's five groomsmen and yeah. seven bridesmaids. Yeah. It really doesn't make a difference. And you can honestly do it however you want. Even if you've got say four groomsmen, five bridesmaids, or whoever's up there, mm. I've actually seen weddings that they've still had the bridal party involved, but it's only been the couple standing at the front of the aisle, and it's everyone else is sitting down. So there's nothing wrong with yeah. that either. You can you can do it however you like. It yeah. was actually really nice just to everyone's focus on, on the couple. So that was a nice little variation. Yeah. yeah, no rules, break them. I know at our wedding too, Eddie had more groomsmen than I did bridesmaids and I kind of considered having my two brothers standing up with my girls just as not fill-ins but like to even A, to even it out but also it was really that meant a lot to me you know, having my bro- brothers involved in some way. So there's a food for thought. Question number two, is it rude for a friend to ask whether their mum can be invited to your wedding? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah tell her to beat it. It's rude to ask if anyone <laughs> yeah. can be invited to the We're wedding. We're very passionate about that yeah, like whole the thing. We couples absolutely sweat no over no. the guest list yeah. and you just – if they're not Im- invited, then that's They're not invited. For a reason. Yeah, you just sorry. don't question the guest list no. ever. Yeah, it's it's the hardest 
one of the hardest elements of organising a wedding because you want to invite everyone like that along with the seating plan is very difficult. So they just know that couples have, you know, mm. really gone through the guest list with a fine tooth comb and the people that have they've invited, they're the, they're the special ones close to them that they want to be there on the day. And Yeah, and it's not be. just about money. It's not just a, like those things come into play, but also it's a curated list of people that mean the most to the couple so yes if they're not on the list please don't don't put your friend in a position where they have to turn around yeah. and say no it's and you have to you have shitty. to cut it somewhere you yeah know, you, and if this person's mum can come then why can't this other person's mum come it's just you know that snowball effect so mm. really got to draw the line somewhere yeah question number three how to personalize a wedding so many different ways like it's it's I mean I feel like this is probably an episode in itself yeah so this is a great topic we might park that one yeah, and we'll, we'll do we'll we'll unpack that yeah as a full episode J- just a quick one on that two one big ones sprung to mind was do your own vows at the yep. ceremony yeah and I I really believe that having uh a friend that's there's a guest at the wedding to be your MC is another awesome one to yeah. personalize the wedding. You know, hired MCs have their place, but you know, it's it's got nothing on for the personalization yeah. factor. It's got nothing on someone that's a guest that really knows you two and your story well. So, so they're, they're two really good. They're points. two two ones. Yeah, but we will do an we'll do an episode on that one. So thank you, Bree. Question number four: Does anyone play lawn games anymore, or are we over that? <laughs> I, I feel like I am seeing them less, but people still do it. They're I think awesome all, yeah, all of those things are really cool to have, especially if you're sort of having quite a long extended canopy hour. It there is it gives your guests something to do, especially I feel like boys, they're less inclined to just sit for however long. Yeah, all for <laughs> the long games. They're great. Yeah, they're super fun. So, yeah, definitely. Question number five, does dessert really matter? No, it does not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. Unless you've got a crazy mother-in-law that's like, must have a cake. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> always just shooting from the hip and giving our opinions here, but we, we don't think no. dessert's essential at no. all. No, a lot of caterers will like kind of tie it into their packages. Joe from Pepe's made a really good couple of really good points on dessert back in his episode when we spoke to him. So, yeah, look, there's different ways you can do it and it, it's just not essential. The best thing about weddings, guys, is nothing is essential except for the, like, formalities of actually, the, the like, the celebrant. The only thing that's essential is the legal The legal stuff, that yeah. you got to say Sorry, at, the, at the ceremony. But a couple of little hacks for the cake. What we did, we had, we only catered dessert for half the guests because we knew that one half would just be on the dance floor and not eating dessert. Mm. And so we just, yeah, just did that. Cake Everyone was, was happy. amazing too. It was so yummy. Yeah. And the other one, Hannah Hollis, which was one of our first brides we had on the show, she said that they had a beautiful small cake for the cake cutting and then they just had a mass cake out the back yeah. just to feed everyone. Yeah. So which is a, you've got a great memory mm, when you want to. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, where are these things? How do you remember these things? So a couple of little hacks. Yeah, that's a really good one. But yeah, look, if you do choose to get a cake and do dessert, it's, I mean, they're amazing things to eat the next day too. So they're not going to go astray. Last but not least, 
ideas for small intimate engagement party and how to keep it small. Mm, I I do think that this also, I've got this on our list to chat about as a, a an episode itself, excuse me, because I do feel like this is a really interesting topic and I think there's a lot around etiquette of engagement parties, mm. you know, like who gets invited, is it your – because a lot of the time it's like are you inviting the entire wedding? Yeah. No. Like – or but yes, I don't know. And don't feel like engagement parties are necessary. You don't – you definitely not, don't yeah. have to have an engagement party if you don't want to. And I also think it's like don't discount the energy, time and money – that does go into engagement parties, you know, for the few friends that we've, that we have, that we've had had engagement parties, Mm. they've not been small Mm. (laughs) and also not felt smaller than the wedding. And they're not, they're not cheap to host. You've also got to find a location that works and. And you've got a lot of events leading up to the wedding. You've got the dress fitting with the girls, the boys have got the suit fitting, you've got the hands, the box. Mm. Now I throw on an engagement too. Like it's yeah. a lot of events, so don't yeah. don't feel like you have to do it if you don't want to. They are super fun and they're kind of a bit more of a relaxed version, I guess. And I don't think the etiquette is that you have to invite your entire guest list. I think you could probably do something really intimate like immediate family and then even maybe just your bridal party and a few extended best friends you could do it that way but again there's a line that you'll find when you're doing your guest list that you'll be like oh we could just go maybe these guys and then you feel like you'll have to open it up again so it's it's just weighing up whether or not it's something that you feel like you have to do but let's let's bank that as another episode because we do we do have I do have that written down Mm. in regards to engagement parties just one more little idea Mm. the what you could do as well if you didn't want to have something big is if you're doing selecting your own uh, beverage package for the wedding you can either get your parents together or you can just get your bridal parties together and it's quite fun to just do like the wine tasting yes to, to pick what wines or I love that, Eddie. what beers you want to do because we were going to do that weren't we yeah we we did wait, wait, we did, did we do, do that? that yeah we did yeah. that with both of our parents yeah and so that's that you can be do, like yeah, a mini yeah. engagement party yeah. almost yeah that's cute i like that all right let's jump into today's episode that was quite quite the intro but um We just want to sort of touch on elopements because we are getting a lot of questions in regards to elopements. So I just thought we'd kick off by sort of discussing any elopements you and I have done. I, I'll start, I did a beautiful elopement in New Zealand, which was amazing. It was just me and the couple. They actually had plans for us to go on a helicopter up to the top of... Wanaka. Yeah, it was a Roy's Peak. In yes, Wanaka. Roy's yeah. Peak. Yep, but the weather conditions got in the way of that, and we didn't actually end up doing that. So they had a second option, which was to do it at. Oh, I should have looked at this before I started the episode because I've had a full mind blank on the location, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, it was beautiful, but I know that they battled with the whole. May, who was the who was the bride, she actually wrote in, which we'll go through at the end of the episode, one of the sort of hurdles they they faced. And it mainly does kind of tend to revolve around the disappointment of friends and family who don't end up being involved. I mean, Ed, you're really good mates with Steve. Him and Jess 
decided to elope overseas in Italy mm. all those years ago. And I remember them sort of saying to us the biggest disappointment and the biggest thing that they faced was the disappointment of it was mainly Jess's family. Yeah. Is that right? No, it was, it was literally just those two. I think the... No, the disappointment came from Jess's family. Yes. Yes. yes that's right. So yeah. I, I think that probably is the biggest hurdle depending on how small you want to do this elopement but, and what your relationship's like with your family. But, you know, a huge moment in the wedding is getting that someone special to walk you down the aisle and and I know that's like a, a big decision for, mm. for people that are eloping. It's like mi- potentially missing out on that, but it depends who you're taking to the elopement, how small you're doing it, uh, that sort of thing. And a lot of people that do these elopements, say if they are having an abroad, they'll come back and throw a big party at home, <clears throat> which, yeah, I think that's an epic idea. Mm. So it just depends what what it looks like for you. So what, just for our listeners, what would you define as an elopement these days? Well, it's, yeah, like super small, it's less the than couple. 10. Yeah, it's yeah. the couple and the celebrant. Yeah, well, sometimes it's not even the celebrant because um, one of our friends, Jace Carotto, who's a photographer, I believe he did the legal proceedings at home, mm. just him and his wife Mm. and then they flew over to I think it was Switzerland and they had just two mates each that were going on or a a friend each sorry that they took on holidays with them that was traveling with them at the time and they just got through their friend a camera and go here you go just point and shoot and (laughs) see what you can get and then the other friend was the dummy celebrant and they just had this tiny little thing okay all right so it can look like they, yeah, so there's sort of two different options there. You can do the the legal stuff on the day and it ends up being you guys, the celebrant, and usually if you've got, a, if you've got kids, they're there. And then you've got to have your two witnesses as well. So I just thought what we could do is we could go down a list of pros and we could go down a list of cons. Yes. And just have these as a bit of a thought starter. So the first, well, let's do the, the positives to an mm. elopement first. The first one is intimacy and privacy. So you get that whole experience of just you guys and making it official, just the two of you, which I think is super beautiful and without the presence of a overly large audience. And I think this works amazingly for people who are kind of like a bit shy, don't really need a huge wedding and that I think is really good. Cost saving. That's the big, huge one. Yeah. Yeah, You'll save a ton of money. A ton. Like shitloads mm. <laughs> so yeah the two biggest ticket items for a wedding are the venue hire and the catering yeah number three flexibility and location so i think this is like a pro and a con i feel like you can kind of struggle a little bit to find something that really a location that really means something to you and i think that's why a lot of couples tend to go let's go overseas and do it that way but you do have the freedom to choose a location that either holds significance or it's a scenic destination or somewhere with sentimental value. Reduce stress, number four. Mm, yes, big one. That is a huge one actually. <laughs> yeah. So planning a smaller event is going to significantly reduce the stress that comes with the big large wedding in so many ways than one. Yep. Number five, 
it's a focus on you guys. So eloping really puts the primary focus on you guys. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's really what it's about, Mm. right? Number six is the spontaneity of eloping, which, you know, you can kind of do it anywhere. You've got flexibility on your dates. You're Mm. kind of only ever really working with what? No, I've got a good little story. Okay. You only have, yeah, the restrictions of kind of finding a photographer that works on a day and a celebrant that works on a day. And sometimes you don't even have to do that. As Eddie said before, you've got the option to do the legalities first and then you can literally pick two mates and you guys can go and do (laughs) it wherever you want and get the photos that you want. Yeah. So on being spontaneous, Mm. I think back to that story of Jason and his wife, I'm pretty sure he proposed while he was on the trip in Switzerland mm. and then he was like, hey, do you want to actually get married tomorrow? I've got it. his address. Oh, my God. Yeah. He bought the dress. Yeah. So he was like. I would not trust you to do yeah. that for me. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't. <laughs> He's also got some sort of idea. Wow. But, yeah, so he proposed and then was like, hey, actually, do you want to just get married tomorrow? Oh, my God. So Go, that's, Jace. That's probably spontaneous. As it gets, right? I feel like we need to talk to Jason. I think get that's him right. Do a I... little snippet off this episode and mm. share some of his photos because his photos are stunning. Yeah, and that like was just from that, a friend. That was just from a friend. Oh God, we'll give the friend a plug too. <laughs> Watch out, world. And then the last point we've got for pros uh, is also is going to end up being a con is avoiding the family drama. So. Look, for a lot of couples, eloping is the way to bypass the potential family tension Mm. or the conflicts, but it's going to arise in a different way, most likely. So, should we continue on that one with the con, with the family aspect? Yeah. So, my first con that I've got here is eloping means fewer or no guests, which could then result in those family and friends that are missing out dealing with that disappointment Mm. and you know look on the start of the episode we're talking about potentially not having those closest to us in terms of family members walking down the aisle but if you potentially did a very small elopement came home and Mm. did like a bit of a party you could still have that person say speech to feel like they're involved yeah I think the biggest thing is navigate like for couples who are thinking about eloping because it does work better for them. It's like, how can we, like what tips can we offer them to kind of deal with that disappointment of family and friends? I mean, if I put myself in the position of being a couple and we decided to do that, oh my God, my mum would have a meltdown. I know she listens to this podcast too, (laughs) so she'll be giggling. But I think, I mean, for both my parents and I feel like my brothers as well, especially if you've got a, a really close family and but, and there's a lot of you, like I have a huge, huge family, like extended wise. So having to tell them that you and I were going to get married and none of them were coming. Mm. Yeah, I feel family's a tough one, but it depends on the relationship you have with your family. That might be an easy decision for some, very hard for others. And I feel like if you tell your mates what you're doing in terms of an elopement and if if they're not on board with it, then I don't reckon they should be mates. (laughs) 
Like your friends should understand. Fully. I think more like most likely your friends are going to understand. But in regards to your family, I think maybe just find ways to do it gently. You know, I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. Writing, you know, like a really beautiful letter to your parents or coming up with a way exactly like Eddie mentioned before, coming up with a way that you, when you do like choose to, if you choose to then have like, some sort of backyard celebration or just, you know, throw a party or do something like that or even a really nice family dinner somewhere super special. Have that all sort of prepped and ready to go and when you do choose to tell your family, you can kind of have that as like a, but we're doing this and, you know, mum, dad, I'd like you both to say a speech and I would still like you to walk me down the aisle, you know, like just create or shape something that might soften the blow I guess whatever that looks like so that would uh, but I yeah I think I would go about it in a really gentle way and just find pick your timing (laughs) yeah and find a really sort of sentimental take your parents out for dinner or something and just sort of say this is what we're doing yeah I love you both it doesn't change anything (laughs) ultimately it's your your decision and you shouldn't feel bad whichever which way you decide to go about it so just do whatever you want and yeah that's that's the main thing yeah okay number two in cons is the limited traditions so couples who elope might miss out on certain cultural or family traditions that come with more traditional wedding celebrations number three is the lack of formal celebration so I mean you and I harp on all the time about how what we love the most about wedding days and what is it yeah, the speeches and Dance just the floor. good vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's having all your closest in and around you. There's, there's. You'll never have a time in your life yeah. that you've got literally all your favorite people in one room together. Yeah, so. and the energy of a wedding day, those beautiful big celebrations are just like invaluable. You just, it's just the best, best feeling ever, and it's, yeah, it doesn't come very often. And then number four is potential disapproval which is again comes back to family and it's that disappointment dealing with you know it could things like this can also then roll on to create family rifts and issues long term and so it's but again it all stems back to you guys have to harness what feels the best for you guys and create what feels the most, you know, valuable to you guys because that's the most important thing at the end of the day when you do anything wedding related. So you guys know your family's the best and I think the biggest one, the most difficult is going to be dealing yeah, with yeah, family issues. I agree. So it's, I just think it's that nurture and just going about things gently, finding ways that are going to be sentimental and that means something to your family when you do choose to tell them but also just making sure that you guys take the pressure off yourselves and know that if an elopement is what you want to do it's going to be beautiful no matter what yeah number six is limited vendor options so this ties into a question that we actually got from our audience a lot of photographers and videographers will offer an elopement package but it, interestingly, 
one of our audience members actually wrote in saying that that was probably one of the hardest things she faced was finding like hair and makeup that had a minimum. So a lot of them didn't like they were still having to pay huge fees. Travel travel fees, yeah. Travel fees, but also like coverage fees of Mm. like how long. So I guess with that, you've just got to really hope that you can find someone that's local to where you're getting, you're doing the elopement and that will also have a bit of flexibility in crafting an elopement package for you because Mm. obviously they're not having to do bridesmaids and extra people. It's just going to be the bride or the groom. And then I think I'm going to leave the last one, but let's jump into audience questions and just a couple of discussion points here. So one of the questions was, should we tell the parents before or after the elopement happens? Before. Yeah. Definitely before. Yeah. I think so too. I think it would cause It's just a lot such more a issues. even it could be a good surprise, but it's such a huge monumental thing Moment. that's happened yeah. that it, it could really go either way. And again, it depends on your relationship with your parents. Just to summarize what we were saying earlier. And I think it's just a matter of doing it gently and doing it in a way that you know personally that your family and friends the best way that they're going to respond. You know them the best. So whether it's taking them out for a little dinner or it's having a night in with your girls and just sort of saying what your plans are, I think you're probably going to find that the biggest one are you going are going to be your immediate family members and again, we don't know them personally, but my my approach would just be really sentimental, really gentle and just <laughs> picking picking the right moment, I think. Have you got anything to offer there, Eddie? No? Low, choosing locations. So private, intimate for both ceremony and photos. Any advice here? And picking a location. Mm. Oh, it's really, you've got... If you're doing an elopement, you've got the whole world at your, yeah, fingertips. I suppose you 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 can. I think that's that's whole part of the. If you're organising an elopement, I think that would be one of the fun, adventurous mm, that you could kind activities of really, yeah. that you could do with your partner to actually yeah. picking. Yeah, I mean, there's a million places you could do it. I think hone in on sentimental value to start with. Use that as kind of like a bit of an anchor. So mm. if you have any places that are really important to you might be where you got engaged or just favorite spots to go and have a picnic or Mm. things like that. Also lean on your photographer because I think it's going to be a matter of just nailing the time of the day you go and do it and your photographer will be able to advise with that. So if you, you know, most elopements best to happen, I would say if you're in Oz late afternoon. Yeah. Or you can, that's one of the, yeah, beauties of having an elopement is you can just decide exactly where you want to do it. Mm. So, yeah, whether it's early morning sunrise sort of stuff or late evening sunset dusk yeah. sort of things like those two two moments would be beautiful. Yeah, and, yeah, as I said, leaning in on your photographer and even your new celebrant because they might be able to help advise and it's always going to – it's going to depend on the seasons as well and also where – you're doing it so just mm. being conscious of weather weather and temperatures and, and you just want somewhere semi-private or you know that's not going to be littered with people at yes. that time as well yeah exactly 
And also just going back to what I said before, if you are looking to do it somewhere public, just making sure there aren't you not having to get permits and stuff before. Yep. Witnesses. How do we source two people without offending anyone? <laughs> when your your example, they had oh. the makeup artist and yourself. Is that right? So yeah, going back to the ones that I've done, I was a witness, and the celebrant. Uh, sorry, not the celebrant. The did they use the? So the makeup artist. No, it might have been. They had a videographer and a photographer. Okay. The one in Byron, it was video and photo. And then I think at the one in New Zealand, it was me and one of the venue staff. So, yeah. So, if it's not like, if it's not a huge deal to you about who witnesses, you can also, you can use the people that are going to be there working on the day. Otherwise, going back to what Eddie said about Jason is they did the legalities and then they took two mates and the two mates were their witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. But also not their witnesses because they weren't doing any formal stuff. Mm. So I guess that's where you could really tie in family members. You know, if you wanted to do the legalities first, you could, if you're closest to your mum, you one of you choose your mum and the other one choose whoever they're closest to and you go and do the legalities and they witness on the on that day. Yeah. So that could be ways of involving people that you feel like are really going to be really disappointed or more disappointed than others but it's about you so it doesn't matter (laughs) and then uh this was another one it's the vendors that have the minimum spend so yeah that's a tough one it is a tough one especially if they're people that you would really really ideally love to employ for the day but i guess it's just kind of it kind of comes with the whole cons to an elopement it's like you're not going to find vendors that are going to probably be as accommodating or as flexible if they just if they don't offer that and they don't find a lot lot, I think a lot of people sort of sit there and go is an elopement going to be worth my time if I have to travel x and I'm only there for x amount of time versus a full wedding day where their you know their hours are required for quite a long time and it makes it worth it so look while that is a disappointing thing to say it's just a matter of finding people that are going to accommodate an elopement package because there's a lot of appeal as a vendor to do an elopement you know this going to get this beautiful content in this beautiful location and it's intimate and yeah there's so there there will be certain vendors that you know really want to go over and above whether it's like slushing their prices to get there and it's there's some that, that won't. So it's best just to reach out to a whole heap that's on your shortlist and some will give you better better, better offers than others. I think too if, if you're looking at the wedding season as a whole, if you're looking to book people in at a peak time when they've already got a shit ton of work on, I think you're probably going to find it's a lot harder so in those seas- in those months, I would suggest maybe looking at people who are kind of new on the scene and they're just keen to get some really beautiful content built up for their portfolios. Their work is to going to be equally as beautiful, but you just might have a bit more luck there with flexibility and stuff as opposed to people who are just flat out in the really high, 
high peak seasons. So just a couple of thought starters there. We are here to shed as much light and support as we possibly can. So hopefully there were a few pointers in there. Just, I mean, maybe there's even some pointers in there that you hadn't really thought about yet. So if you're kind of bordering that line of like, do we have a big wedding or do we just elope? What is easier? Go through that pros and cons list, maybe jot down a few notes and you'll have it there in front of you in the, you know, as as we always say just go with your gut go with your heart that's the main thing because really that's what is going to produce the outcome that suits you guys the best and awesome with that well done Luce. and for the next episode we're going to be doing our friend emma so looking forward to that one yeah, keeping on this sort of small intimate wedding yes train. yes yeah exactly all right guys have a great week and we'll chat to you next week okay bye-bye Bye.